What is up, my friends? Welcome to Rebel and Create Fatherhood Field Notes, where I interview incredible fathers gaining wisdom from their stories for you and I to grow in our craft. I'm your guide, Ned Shout, father to five kiddos, currently ages 8 to 14, and husband to my rad wife, Sarah, working on her 17th year of marriage. So yep, I'm in the thick of it, the adventure of fatherhood, and I am working daily to rebel against the low expectations for fathers and create a world where fatherhood matters. You and I have the greatest opportunity to impact our world through the way we embrace the fatherhood role. I believe the role of the father is to serve, guide, provide, protect, and to have fun in the messiness of it all. Today's guest is Jamie Hind. We met online, like all good relationships start these days. And you know, we connected on life and fatherhood, and it is awesome. This guy is an incredible dad. Now, don't tell my wife, but the big nugget that I got out of our conversation is to create more space to be bored with my family. Jamie and I dig deep into time and how it should be spent with our families, and I know you're going to love the conversation, so enjoy. All right, what's up, you guys? Welcome to Fatherhood Field Notes. I'm already smiling ear to ear as I have been rapping with our new guest. I'm really excited to be talking to Jamie Hind. What's up, Jamie? How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you very much for having us on, man. I feel very privileged to... uh be in conversation with you thank you oh man it's gonna be killer it's already been fun the five minutes we chatted beforehand uh so i'm looking forward to this so you are coming to us from sydney australia yeah that's right yeah absolutely sydney wet wet dark as they say in scotland three sydney yeah <laughs> not as you'd expect well, do not- I'm excited to talk fatherhood with you. So let's just get right into helping our our listeners know exactly who I'm talking to. So uh, you live in Sydney. You are married. How many years you've been married? Not long. Been married. Um, hmm. Oh, now I've got to do maths and I've got to count up to five. I think nearly five years. It'll be five years in March. <laughs> you had me there. We've, we've, we've been together nearly 20 years, but married okay. like four, nearly five. So the uh, the 20 year mark, I know the marriage somehow uh, not quite so clear in my mind. But yeah, it would be March 2016. So it'd be five years. Yeah. Nice. So random question. So if you're together 15 years, why then get married? 20 years, 20 years. It'll be oh, 20 sorry. Years yeah. 15 years, 15 years of not being, of married. Not being married. Yeah. yeah. It... And together clearly dedicated to each other. So then what was the change to then? All right, let's, let's get married. It's going to sound really cheesy, but it wasn't a conscious, it wasn't conscious, but I think having, having kids or having our daughter, mm. I went through a lot of my, um, my experience of m- marriage within our family isn't, isn't, uh, Stella. So, um, yeah. It never seemed that important. It's like, what's a bit of paper? A bit, a bit of paper is irrelevant. You don't need a bit of paper to tell you whether you yeah. love someone or not. You need just to fucking show up for each other. Um, yeah, no doubt. And there's also like, I'm, I know that this might not resonate with everyone, but I'm, I'm, I'm very much not religious. So there's the, orig- the religious, religious element of it. You know, marrying, marrying into God, into the church, that doesn't do it for me. So it's grappling with the religious element of marriage, grappling with the necessity of it. Like, what does it actually add to a relationship? Yeah. Um, and I don't know why, but we had our daughter, Noah, and I know something just softened. <laughs> yeah, isn't that so interesting? It's like, 
it's like it, it, you feel like there's nothing there, right? Like there's nothing here. There's nothing different. But then you bring this kid into the world and then all of a sudden, for whatever reason, it something it shifted inside you. That, yeah. that was like, I wasn't, okay, maybe it's I wasn't like sitting goal. down going, right, what do I, you know, what are my goals? Let's get married. Do I, don't I? It's just <laughs> kind of, I don't know, just kind of. Also, we, um, just little things even. My, I'm, I'm, um, my surname is Hines. My wife is Somerville. Our daughter is Somerville Hind. And just like little things, like we've all got a different surname. So um, mm. we decided we would actually all change our surnames together. So we've all got the same name. And that kind of like tied up with getting married, with showing commitment. I don't know. So we did it. We did it totally in our own way. It was, um, it was total chaos from start to finish. Uh, <laughs> there was no That's... tradition, no tradition yeah. to it. There was no walking down the aisle. There was no giving anyone away. There was no best man. There was no... Uh, I don't know what they're called. What's the what's the female best man? Uh, you know, bride bridesmaid, uh, maid of honor. Maid of honor. There was no maid of honor. There was no bridesmaids. There was no walking down the aisle. It was done outside on the beach. We didn't even know five minutes beforehand were we going to be inside. We were going to be on the beach. It was absolutely freezing. Um, yeah, it was just it was carnage and chaos from start to finish. But kind of sounds like a movie. Man, it was beautiful. It was the best best day of my life. So. yeah, I don't know. I don't know why it changed. Something just softened, and then it, we just went into it. And having like, having our daughter there was brilliant. Like having her there mm. with us was was great. I was as we were giving our vows to each other. I was holding her, and she just kept on interrupting me and being like, "Shh, Daddy, stop!" And then pointing at people in the people in um, all the guests. <laughs> and like, "Who's that, Daddy? Who's that, Daddy? Stop talking!" I'm like, "I'm trying to tell your mum how much I love her." <laughs> like, like, stop talking, Dad. So yeah, the whole thing was the whole thing was great. Don't change it. Well, well, you're a trooper, man. For me to just jump into like a massive question is I just get curious. So I'm like, want to know. Um, okay. So been married five years, been together 20 years, clearly committed, clearly open just to the fun messiness of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you have a daughter. Do you have any other children? Yeah, we've got a um, daughter who's just turned seven and a son who's about to turn four in February. He'll be four. Um, mm. Yeah, so one of each, good age gap. They are just like, they're each other's best friend. It's just brilliant. Mm. They get on so well. Our daughter's a real, she's a real soft, sensitive soul. And um, I think we're very lucky to have, we're very lucky to have, a, have them both, obviously, but we're very lucky to have her as the, as the elder sibling, you know, as the influence yeah, yeah. around the house, as an influence on the boy as well. So like Bo's, he's... He's got definitely he's definitely got a slightly crazy, funny, wild streak, but he's tempered by Noah. You know, she's he's, mm. he's tempered by her her presence and her calming. Mm. Yeah, it's a great great mix. Love him. I dig it. And then any other kids planned? No, no, two's good. <laughs> two's good. One of each. All right. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I feel like we've 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 hit the jackpot. So let's let's not push our luck. <laughs> Nice. And then what do you do for a living in Sydney? So I do, I do a couple of things. I do, um, my, my, my paid job is I work part-time at a photographic studio. Mm. Um, we only arrived in Sydney a year ago and as probably everyone in the whole world is aware, it's been quite a year. Um, it's been a pretty crazy year. Uh, and when we moved, go on. I was going to say it makes like your Instagram pictures and style are just beautiful. 
Uh, so that makes sense. You Thank know, you. you you're in that in that world and and into that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've I've, I've went back in. Um, we moved we moved from London a year ago, and um, back in London, I ran my own business doing um set construction on mm. like uh, TV, um, music videos, fashion shows, photo shoots, mm. that sort of thing. And then we had a couple of photographic studios myself as well. So I've always been in that kind of world. And then when we moved to Sydney, cool. I sold sold the company, sold the business after whatever twelve years of having it. Sold up and moved here without neither of us have had any jobs up until about a month before we moved. Um, so but yeah, it was great just having something having something when we when we landed in Sydney. So I've been doing that, um, which has been great. I kind of do part time, few afternoons a week. Um, but every morning I do do all the kids stuff every morning, get them ready for school, drop them off. Um, Rad. Yeah. It, it gives me time. I've got two days a week with just me and my son. Um, just, mm. it's great. Um, and then in between that, I'm kind of studying and, um, getting into coaching, which is where I'm going to be, where my focus is, where my attention is, where I'm going to try and move into, into that world. So it's good. It's exciting. Mm, I love it. Thanks. All right. So when, when you think about being a father, what has been some of the best resources to you, you know, at, at any stage of the process, right? You, you've got the four-year-old, seven-year-old, what have been some good resources for mm. you? Um, on a very practical sense, my in-laws, um, when we were in London, they lived, they lived really nearby and having them around my mother-in-law in particular was, um, we saw a lot of her. She looked after the kids at least one day a week. She was always around. Um, it was just amazing to have. I've I've never since having kids. I've never lived that close to my family. Um, mm. So having my wife's family around has just been great. Still having that family unit um, and the kids growing up, being close to Grandpa and Lola and their uncle and aunt, having that around, which um, was great. Amazing. You can't really you can't replicate that in any other way. So that's been amazing. But, um, but yeah, as a father, I guess, I guess just the, my, my own experience of my family, my mum and dad and my grandparents. And it's only probably the last few years that I've been that, um, digging into resources, like really intentionally going and having discussions and talking with other dads and getting into that and reading books and listening to podcasts like yourself and, getting resources like that. But up until a couple of years ago, I think it was just working, working with, um, so, with fam- so while, yeah. So while all of a sudden in the last couple of years has, have you started to dig into resources and stuff about fatherhood? What has been the thing that has kind of driven you to that? I think I'm a mixture of, uh, having a little bit more time so having mm. having the time available to do so but also just as they as they grow you know when you've got a one or a two-year-old you're dealing with uh you're dealing with nappies and sleep or not no, no yeah. sleep or you're just dealing with all of that stuff feeding and routines and and then as our daughters got older you start dealing with them going to school and learning and what do you want them to be learning how do you want them to be learning how do you want them to be showing up at school how do you want them to be how am I going to provide her with the tools to deal with school and friendships and relationships and growing a self-confidence and all these things that are so important. It's like, shit, the, it's on, it's on me. It's on me and my wife. So yeah. So what gives you that, 
what gives you that feeling that it's on you? Like, you know, you, you're clearly, uh, art, you know, in, into photography and a creative. So it's like, you could kind of go spend your time and identity there, but something inside of you is telling you that it is really, really important that you're a dad. Yeah. It's that's, that's always been before having kids. I've always wanted to be a dad and I've always uh, wanted to, um, like the rest, I'm not, a. I'm not that career driven, so to speak. Like I love, I love the work that I do. I love the work that I've done. I love the business that I've built, but it's all just for me. It's a tool. It's a mechanism for being mm. present and spending time with the family. That's it. Yeah. Okay. So, so I've kind yeah. of always known that it was there, but you get caught up in the world of one and two year olds, don't you? And yeah. the craziness yeah. of that. And then as you come to the yeah. other side, it's like, no, nah, this is I've got to I've got to really I've got to really dig into this and figure it out more. Can't just can't just float along being like, yeah, I'm a good dad, I'm around. It's like, no, nah, I've got to really really figure out. And um, but see I'm that's present. yep, that's killer. And okay, so I know we're going to talk about coaching. We're going to talk about time, which I think is rad. But let's jump into this question of of the role. Um, what do you think the role, and we're both laughing because beforehand I'm like, I'm going to hit you with your, <laughs> hit you with this and have <laughs> dig into it. So what do you think the role of the father is? Yeah. So the role of the father, I had a, I had a, um, I had a, just a few weeks ago, had a, had a very in-depth, deep conversation for the first time with my own dad, um, mm. which was, um, yeah, which was an which was an incredible experience. It was really, uh, yeah, really. Can you really, give me some really context intense. around that? Like, do you see him regularly? Do you talk to him regularly? Was this conversation out of nowhere? Like, clearly, there's something going on. So, what's a little bit more context around it? Uh, yeah, I don't see him that regular. I mean, being in Sydney just now, I don't see any of my family. But um, mm. no, he's never been. Uh, I have a good relationship with, with dad now, but he wasn't because of his job. He wasn't, he wasn't around. This is probably where my uh, time comes to. He mm. just, he just wasn't around and worked hard, provided for us the job that he had, not a job. It was his, it was his business and what he created, what he and my mom created together was phenomenal, like a really incredible thing that they created, but it just used up all of his time, all of his time, his energy and his resource, everything went into that. And um, so we never really saw a lot of him as a kid. And although that's, that's worked its way out as a, as we've got older, um, mm. we never had that like foundation of a relationship to, to build on as kids. So um, I've learned a lot from my dad as to how to father, how to, how I want to show up. And as I've spent more energy getting into that, into my role as a dad and what I want to be for my kids, it's really made me think a lot about the relationship that I had with my dad, what what I'm learning from him, pros and cons. Right, um, right. But we've never really talked about it. It's just been, it's always this thing in our family that we know of, but don't address. So I was like, I'm just, just need to, just need, just need to have a conversation with him. So yeah, I had, a, I had an in-depth conversation with him, and, and at the end of it, he um, he was he said, and I think I agree with this. He's like, it's the the role of your the role of a dad. Well, you know, you've been a good dad if your kids are just a decent human being. 
you know, like nothing more, doesn't have to be anything fancy, yeah. just a decent human being. And, um, and I think that's probably that in a way, that's how I see he kind of summed that up the way that I think of it is just to, to inspire my kids to be decent human beings and to go, you know, to go into the world with, with decency, with kindness, with respect, with, and to do all of those things, you have to have self-confidence and self-assurity, all of these other qualities to allow you to, to, um, to show up with kindness. But I think, yeah. Yeah. yeah, So, uh, I think that we all want to, be seen, known, loved, and and especially by our dad. Like we want our dad to be proud of us. In going into that conversation, is that what you expected? My mind's kind of wrapping around this. Is that what you expected? And then with that, when he said that, I mean, he's acknowledging that you're a decent human being. So it's almost like he, he even so there's like so much to it because ah, dude, we have such high expectations for life. And sometimes we look at the shit in our life and we're like, I wish it would have been different, right? So it's almost like, were you expecting this big apology? Like, dude, I should have been there more for you. And yeah, I was gone all the time. But he didn't say that. Maybe he did, but he didn't say that. But he went to, I'm a good dad if you're a good human being. And you are. So like, it's kind of a lot going on. Like, how do you feel about all of that? And am I on the right track or am I on? Yeah, I think so. There was no expectation of anything like an apology or anything. You know, it's it's... Mm. It's been and it's gone, and I think a lot of the things that happened was just because I was a kid as well. You have different expectations from your dad as a kid, you know. Right, you, right. You don't understand the pressures and. Um, but at the same time, how old are you? Me now, 30, 38. Okay, so thirty-eight. 38 yeah. So thirty-eight, and it still meant something you to go say to him, right? Yeah. To go say this to him. So there was something you wanted to get off your chest, or you wanted to have some kind of conversation with him, because even at forty years old, it still mattered. It still matters, uh, it still right? Matters, I mean, but that, that, if anything, that just highlights how how important it is, right? A four year old, four years old, it still matters. It still, it still matters. matters. And yeah. what you, my dad's an amazing guy. He is an incredible guy. He's a he's a force to be reckoned with. He's he's awesome, and I love him so much. But um, but there's no getting around that he wasn't there, you know. And it wasn't, and it's always just niggled there. It's always been a, it's been a lot of time myself uh getting to grips with that and why and mm. the reasoning and how I feel about it so yeah it's yeah. still there and I don't, it wasn't a conversation no no sense of apology no, none needed um at all but just to understand like how he felt as a dad like how did he feel when he was when he was in it you know how did how did how did he end up in a situation where he didn't have the time was it um was it a conscious sacrifice to pursue a dream was it an accidental you know just letting life happen were the moments where he was able to pull back but he didn't was he uh, you know how what was his experience how did how did how did he find that so like, what did he how say can to I, that? how can i learn from that um that he that he went into being a dad as he as wanting to spend time with us wanting to teach us how to camp and light fires and go hiking and um, but that once he got into his business, it was just it was just cons- consumed every every ounce of him mm. um, to the point where he wasn't really even able to objectively look back at what he was doing and to see that a change was needed until it was kind of kind of too late. He just kept on working and working and dealing and 
fighting the fires in front of him and building and um, yeah, yeah. wasn't able to really reflect. And he'd talking about your first question, what resources did you have? And he didn't have, he didn't have the resources. The resources yeah. weren't there and he was too in it to be able to extract himself to go looking for those resources. But he wasn't yeah. brought up with those resources around him or acknowledgement that there was even resources that he, that he could look for or no sense of mentors or um, anything like that. So it's more and more, I think I had that conversation more as like, look, I've learned a lot from you, partly mm-hmm. what, not, what to do, what, what not to do. Sorry. Um, yeah. So, and how did that, how did that work out for you? Like, how did that, how did that play out? How did, how did you come to your decisions? How did you make your priorities? How did you, um, yeah, how was that for you? And how can I learn even even more from that? Yeah. And that, mm. was a, that was the basis. How cool, though, too, like just the ending. It's like, I know as a good dad, if if I raise a decent human being, like yeah. just such an acknowledgement that he's proud of who you are, which is what what I want from my dad, you know? Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So in in the in the um the questionnaire for the podcast uh part of the roles you had said that the role of the mom and the dad or in your terms the mom and the dad right mm-hmm. um, I don't I don't talk cool like you <laughs> um that they're identical and I love like I feel like I don't have enough our world is so divisive and we don't you know we don't have we don't have great conversations where we think differently about things and so i was just, i was like so intrigued by it was like very clear that your view is that the role of the mom and the dad were very similar so i just wanted to hear more about that so i could learn from your perspective on it yeah i mean it goes without saying that the mom and the dads bring different energies like of course they do they bring their own you know, you can't, you're male and a female, you have different um, experiences, different backgrounds, different, different yeah. priorities, different things, different things that you bring, different fears, obviously, different concerns, different, different qualities. So you obviously bring something different to the table. But I think this idea of the dad being the provider is, ah. is, is BS. The idea of them, and I know that's, that's outdated. I, I, I appreciate that. But even with people that make an intentional decision not to have the man as the provider, the dad as the provider, there's still a certain element of, um, you know, the way, the way that support is set up is uh, the mums have maternity leave. The dads don't. So mm. by its very nature, dads go back to work more often than mums do, unless there's a real, real, real intentional conversation there and a real reason not to. That's just tends to be how you flow into it. And then, and then that builds up, then that like just strengthens and deepens those, the division between these roles. Um, and then it doesn't matter where you look, it seems there's always uh, just subtly reinforcing these differences. And I think we need to do more to realize that, that it's the dad's role to do the housework and to um, take charge of the kids' routines and make decisions about what they're going to do for sports and what school they're going to and should they, what, what, what are they doing at the weekends? What are their school? Just as much as it's the mum's role to, to work, to provide for the family and um, it, it, to separate. It's like, it's good to separate the roles because then you can separate them. You can kind of evaluate them. You can look in depth at each role, but really I think we need to bring them together a bit more and um, the men need to step up in the house a bit more and, uh, I know that I do, you know, I certainly, I certainly do. 
Um, Dude, last night I told my wife, Hey, I, I, I need to clean the bathroom more often, right? Yeah. Like I'm, I need to clean the bathroom more often and I'm sorry. Um, yeah, and it's dude, not even I don't just think... the cleaning. It's like that whole. It's just it's making household like really making household decisions and and being emo- and then like being being emotionally available for your children and talking to for your kids sure. about about emotions, about how they feel, about um, what their concerns, what their fears are, what their hopes and dreams are, and um, and some of these conversations that are maybe kind of just left to the mum to have. Mm-hmm. You know, unless you really, unless you really, really make the decision to to occupy that role. Um, so I think I, I feel like there needs to be more. And I'm speaking for me. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to preach to anyone. But more of a blending of the roles, really. I think. Yeah, and, and, and I support each other. I support. I support for yeah. me to support her. For yeah. her to support me. For both of us to support the kids in every way that we can. So I fully agree that especially dudes need to be more emotionally available and have like the conversations with their kids and mom and not the kids always go to mom for stuff. You know, when I think of being a provider and protector, I think like I need to provide a safe environment. I need to provide a peaceful environment. I need to provide a space of harmony. Like when my kids walk in the house, they should be able to let all the weight of the world off their shoulders, not be worried. Like the dad's had a stressful day or whatever, you know? And then, when I think of like providing, so that was protect, so, or maybe that was provide. So protect too is like protect them emotionally, protect their heart. Mm. It's not just like, oh, I know how to fight and I could shoot guns, um, which is cool. I want to do both of those things, but that's not that's not all of it, right? There's going to be way more times where my 14 year old daughter right now is like, really needs me to be in tune, like mm. really freaking needs me to be in tune and just shut up and listen. Mm-hmm. But I haven't spent enough time thinking it's weird because like my wife hasn't worked since uh, I, she just started working and it's been 14 years. So it's like, I don't know if I've made a conscious decision that I believe that the man should go to work and the woman should stay home. Um, so I don't know that I have enough of opinion on it. But the one thing I don't really like is how it feels as though our world has really been set up so that the man and the woman both have to work. Right. Like you get, you were explaining at the beginning that you get to spend two days a week with your kid, with your son, like full day one on one. Dude, that's killer. What sucks to me is when a mom and dad both have to go to work for 40, 50 hours a week. And it's like somebody else is raising your kid because our world is like, get more, have more, do more. We need more just to flipping keep up with the neighbor. But I don't know if that means like, let's go back to the biblical times and, you know, have five wives and, uh, <laughs> and the dude is just works. Um, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, but I like the conversation. No, no, I think, it, I think, I think each, each family and each individual has to work that out for themselves as well. You know, my, yeah. I, I think I mentioned earlier, I'm, I'm not particularly career driven. My, if I get to the end of my life and my kids love me and, um, my grandkids love me and I see them regularly and they're decent human beings, all of them. Um, I'm, I'm happy. Like my life has been, a success in every way I could imagine. And um, I think most people would say that, but they're not taking the action to do that. Like you are, they're getting right. wrapped up in whatever's in front of them. So like, how have you been like, ah, cool. I'm not going to get wrapped up in, in, in whatever. I know. I mean, I think it's just, it's just, that's, that's such a fundamental core part of me. It's at the, it's at the forefront, like every decision that we make about what are we going to do? Where are we going to move to? How's that going to change our lives? How much time are we going to have or not have? And how's it going to, how's it going to affect 
how we show up for the kids and every every decision kind of goes through that filter it doesn't go through the filter of what role is this going to provide me or what income is this going to yeah. give me or what so, else for me but where'd you get that filter like you and your spouse are on the same page right you have this filter of like mm. yeah we, we well, both was, kind what, of acknowledge what we want what i was going to say is that for I, absolutely my, my wife's definitely on the same page with that but equally she is way more career driven she loves her job she loves her career um uh, and that's more important to her than it is to me like her job's more yeah. important to her than yeah. my job is important to me and um and for us to kind of like talk about that and be aware of that and like how can i support her and in, in progressing that career how can what she's doing help support me um so we're definitely on the same page but I, what i was saying is that i think in identifying those roles and what's important to each other it, you know, it's got to be done family to family, person by person, like listening yeah. and having the conversations and supporting each other. And and then it changes as well. It changes as you go. You know, before kids, my wife was really like fully into her career and was like, I'm going to go back to work after six months, maybe a year. And then she didn't because she was like, actually, I need, a lo- I need a longer break. I need some more time with the kids. I need to, um, and when she did go back to work, she had conversations with her, her bosses about how she can, um, change the structure of her work to spend more time so you know it's still constantly evaluating and re-evaluating and seeing how much you can how much time you can draw out of the resources that you've got and the responsibilities you've got um so let me ask you this do you think that's a different mindset than than um like americans have because like you just you just say yeah we moved from london to sydney you know, like, well, I think sometimes Americans are like, ah, oh, cool, I'm going to buy this house. I'm going to live here for the rest of my life. I'm going to do the same job for the rest of my life. And this is just kind of it. Do you think that that's, that's a culture thing here versus other places? Honestly, I'm not sure. I don't, I've, I've never been to the States. I don't know. I don't know what the culture is like there, but it's definitely whether, is it, is it that? I mean, we were always brought up to, to have, broad horizons and to Mm. you know one of the things my dad might not have been around but he instilled some pretty pretty fundamental values in us and one of them was you can do anything the fuck you want just you know (laughs) i like that one (laughs) take take risk and um give it a Uh, go and 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 try and meet people uh meet people make connections uh I, i probably took this next one a bit too far when i was younger but go through open doors like knock on doors see what's on the other mm. side and give it a go man you don't know what's you don't know what's out there till you go through them. So, um, is that a cultural thing? Is it a family thing? I mean, when we, where we grew up, I grew up in a very, very small village on the West coast of Scotland. Um, you know, there's four, four people in my, in my year at school. Um, so it's pretty, pretty small. And most, most people, the vast majority, if they were really feeling adventurous, went to university, if they went to university, they'd go to the university like two hours away. That was it. Mm. And my brother's here. My brother and one other were the only people that went to university um, further away that had like the idea that there was more out there. So that's I don't know. Cool. So that's, a, that's thing? a family thing. Yeah. So it sounds like it's a family thing to instill the idea of like take risk, but like go move to another country, go try something totally different, sell your business. Don't. So it sounds like you don't necessarily just lean on the security of like a business, for example. You're going to go take some risk and try different things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I've done, if I've always been that way, but um, yeah, I think, I guess it's always been, I mean, even setting up a business is a risk, isn't it? Yeah. You know? so, yeah for sure. um, and setting up a business every time you employ somebody, it's a risk. Every time you take on a job, it's a risk. Every time you expand or grow, it's a risk. Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe 
Maybe that's true. I mean, I don't know whether is it a family is it a family thing? Is it a cultural thing? Um, it definitely helped that my mum, my mum and dad were, you know, they they took risks. Um, they they took risks. I mean, there's no there's no better way of learning than from seeing your parents, mm. you know, take risks. Um, and and again, that's maybe something that's something that we want to be able to pass on to our kids. You know, to have the courage to take risks and to to move country, go live in Thailand if you want, or um, like my dad said, do whatever the fuck you want. Go walk through, <laughs> walk, walk through open doors and give life a go. Um, I love it. All right, man. So I want to ask you my rebel and create question because I just love, I love your answer. Um, so, you know, fatherhood field notes, we're doing it. You're just sharing your life with us, you know, where you were born, where you're living, who you are, you know, talking to your dad at 38, like all the stuff, the stuff that freaking matters. And the, the mantra behind it all is rebel and create. And it could be something small, like I rebel against being on my phone on Sundays or uh, so I can create family time to I'm rebelling against, you know, the identities of male, female roles in marriage to create this, you know. So what's something that you are rebelling against and what do you hope to create out of it? Yeah, uh, well, when I was thinking about this, uh, the, the biggest thing for me, the biggest is 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 that element of time mm. um and the time like time is everything else is just irrelevant really everything else is irrelevant you just you've got to take the time you've got to make not make time you've got to, yeah you've got to make time you've got to consciously make time and time the only time that's relevant is the here and now is right now like there's no oh, i'm going to do this i'm going to build this thing so that later on i can i can spend some time i'm going to work like really fucking hard now so that i can spend some time in my retirement or like you can't it's that's not how it works like the only time you've got is is now you just gotta and, and there are sacrifices to be made for that um often but I would do so gladly to have to have the time. Like you mentioned, I have two days a week with my son. Ever since my our daughter was born seven years ago, I've always had at least one at least one day a week with the kids, um, minimum. And I've always done all the school runs and the drop offs. And it's it's just time. Like that's where your relationships are built. We're talking about emotional um, giving them emotional security. Like you can only do that with time and um, making them feel safe and secure is something they do through familiarity through time um and what's the one what's they might not know this now the kids might not know this now but what's what's like what's the one the the single most valuable resource that we have is time and if you if you're not giving that to your kids you know they're gonna they might not consciously be thinking that now but they'll get to a stage where they're like i didn't get that i didn't have that time that's the they might have, my parents might have given me everything else, but they didn't, the, the most valuable asset that they had, mm. they weren't, they weren't able or prepared to, or in a position to, or didn't create a position for them to, to give us. So, um, yeah, it's this rebelling against the idea that time can just be invested, can be dealt with in the future, but it's, mm. now, it's, it's now. It's all about now. Yeah, you made this in the, and that's what I just loved is that, you know, time, Time, you're not investing it or saving it for a later date, and that time can't be postponed. Like, that's what mm. you had written. Time mm. can't be postponed. Like, oh my gosh, if that's not smacking all of us in the face. 
but and and clearly it's like to create just incredible time with your kid but where's the balance where's the balance of like all right i'm gonna quit my job and we're gonna buy a van and we're just gonna live in this and beg for money or live in the woods like have you seen that movie um something mr fantastic or something yeah uh, what is the movie i know the one the, you mean yeah yeah with um with uh vigo mortensen in it yes yeah. so good yeah so good but like so that's step like the far. extreme step too far yeah okay <laughs> yeah so that's the step too far is like fully out in the woods just us which really just sounds so amazing but you know what i don't think that even was a step too far the environment that he created wasn't a step too far but it was you were talking before about providing and protecting but he was uh he was controlling he was too he was he was controlling the way that they were brought up yeah you know he wasn't allowing them the time he wasn't allowing them the time and the space he wasn't providing them the time and the space he was just it was all about it was really just focused on his ego in that film um so i wouldn't say step too far the environment that he created for them like pack up and go live in the in the woods if you want yeah i mean it's all just about it's about how far you're willing to go isn't it how far you're willing to push it and what you want to what you want to keep hold of um and what you're willing to let go of to create the time um i think yeah so then but then so then where is is there a happy medium or or because like sometimes i i go off i move too many times then my kids are all going to be living in different cities around the world and i want to be able to see them but then i'm kind of controlling it's the same shit it's just not living in the woods it's just living in a small town or whatever it is right yeah i mean the balance the balance is yours the, the way you work it out is is yours it's completely up to you mm. and you're right though but it's still it's still is it is that controlling what you're saying um I mean, you're trying to have an influence on the outcome, so so potentially, but um, but you're still trying to create something where you can be together, where you can spend yes. time together, you know. Um, but is it? Are you Are you? Are you providing them with the? Are you providing them with the? With the time and the resources that that, that they need, I think there's this thing that I've been thinking about of. Um, of every way that I try to influence the kids, it's got to be done through inspiration. Like I've got to try and inspire an action in the kids. It's my responsibility to try and inspire an action in the kids rather than to dictate something. Mm. Um, harder said than done. <laughs> harder yeah, yeah, done, for sure. Sorry. Um, but, you know, am, am I by, by moving to another country or to moving to another state or to do these things, you're still inspiring them in in them the importance of the family, the importance of spending that time. And it, surely, then it doesn't matter where you go in the world. They're gonna that that connection to you and the appreciation of what you gave them is going to be an inspiration for them to want to be near you. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. No, it's the inspiration, right? It's the inspiration. Mm -hmm. I think I get caught up sometimes in like. How much of an opinion do I let my kids have? Is this my life or is it their life? Right? They're going to see the decisions I make. And I think sometimes I give them too I see it sounds crappy. Hey, what's your guys' opinion? Like, we're thinking about moving here. We're thinking about doing this, that, or the other. And it's like, well, my friends, like their view of things is different, right? 12, 13, 14 years old. So it's like you want them to have a say, but you want to do what you think is best for them. So at the end of the day, it's almost like that's your job as the parent is to do what you think is best. And in some instances, 
in some instances, they're going to look back at the decisions that we made and just not like all of them. Yeah. Right. They're just not going to like all of them. But if you gave them time and worked to inspire them and you had a genuine heart behind it, which is what you're saying, right? You're not being Mm. controlling, fully controlling of the outcome. Like the outcome is, yes, I want to have decent human beings as children, but the outcome isn't, I don't want them to be little me's. I want them to be little them's. Them's, yes. Right? Which that's really freaking hard to do because I, as a human, I think that the way I'm living my life is really good, (laughs) right? But they're going to do it different, man. They just are, and they're not going to like everything that we choose. It's just how it is, and you're, it's going to be the same. Yeah. I think this this element of time is again. You need to give them the time to to like like you mentioned. Everyone, I, I said earlier, if I get to the end of my life and all my kids are decent human beings and love me and spend time with me, I'm I'm a that's me. That's my um, version of success, right? You're like whatever well, everyone thinks that it's just not everyone's doing yeah. it, which yeah. is which is true. And for me, like I've, I could there's still more time I can be giving my kids. Like, don't get me wrong. But um, no matter how they use that time, that that is across everyone in the world, across all humanity, time is the most valuable asset. And if you can give them as much time as you possibly can, it doesn't mean 24 hours a day all the time, but as much time as you possibly can, they're going to – I'm sure that they're going to respond to the actions you've taken to provide them with your most valuable asset. And with all of the time, you give them the security, you give them the confidence, you give them the support, the emotional support um, that they need in order to be those human beings, to be them, that they can go off and create their own um, their own lives, their own outcomes. And like you say, that outcome might be diff- different to mine, but they need, I think we all need that that support and that we need that comfort in a way around us to give us the confidence that I can go out and take risks and do something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. knowing, knowing that, that I've got my core here. I've got my, my family's got my back and that's not just because they've said they've got my back. It's because they've shown it repeatedly. They've got my back like, and they're here. They're not here in words. They're here. They're physically, they're, they're physically here. here. They're here. So talk to me about the inspiring. How do you inspire your kids? Like if we're going to, brainstorm on like, okay, I'm willing to give my kids time and I'm willing to inspire them. Time is easy. Like calculate that at the end of the, at the end of the week, at the end of the month, at the end of the year, like, are you giving them your time? Are you spending time with them? That's, we could, we can calculate that. Um, and, and you even made a comment too. I'll bring this up before we ask the inspiring thing is you made a comment that this is actually quantity over quality. So let's talk about that because sometimes I think we go, well, man, I, I spent a half an hour with my kids this week, but it was really good. We're outside playing catch for half an hour, right? And and in the idea of actually it's about quantity of time, not quality. Like talk to me about your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think quantity – I think my feeling is you got to I want to be I want to be I want to be comfortable with my kids not just having a fucking awesome time down at the beach on the paddle boards or going exploring or hike I want to be comfortable with my kids like having an argument (laughs) or falling out or getting bored or disagreeing with them or 
just all those things that is we're, we're always throughout life and throughout childhood we're going to be grappling with boredom and with disagreeing with somebody and having an argument with somebody but through the argument you learn to resolve and through having the disagreement you learn to come together at the end of it you learn to appreciate each other's point of view and you don't always get that when every time you're interacting with your kid it's just freaking awesome like i want to be comfortable being uncomfortable in a way and i'm not going to get that without the quantity i need like quantity time i need to just be sitting on the couch with them doing nothing <laughs> like i want to be comfortable with my kids when they're older when they're teen teenagers i want to be comfortable being in their presence and saying nothing you know like not having to fill fill the gap not having to feel like i need to do something or be something but just to be and i think that comes with quantity of time i also think the quality you need the quantity for the quality to come to the top you know um you get the qual i feel like you for instance you get the quality by spending time with them to know what it is that they love doing and what it is that um what it is that inspires them talk about inspire what it is that inspires them what it is that they want to do they might everyone's got to that age where like your parents got you a cd talk i mean no one's gonna buy <laughs> cds nowadays right but got you a cd or took you somewhere and they're like and you're like this is crap i don't like that music or i don't like this thing that we're doing because they just don't know but you know by spending time with them and creating um trying your best to to learn these things by spending time with them and by spending time with them you find out about them you find out what inspires them and then you can go to try to create the quality time so that's that's what i think i think i'm just it's yeah you've got to have the quantity you've got to have the quantity to find the quality and i want the quantity to just live in all of those pretty awkward, uncomfortable moments with them. So Jamie, I just wrote down several notes because I am so shitty at that. I am, I am so uncomfortable to be bored. I have created a culture in my house where we're like, if dad's home, we're doing shit. We're doing something. We're going somewhere. It's going to be awesome. Everything is going to be epic every second. (laughs) And like, as I hear you talk about it, I'm like, God dang, I do just need to sit on the couch and read my newspaper that I want to read. I've got a newspaper four or five months ago. I have probably read two or three of them because I go to pick it up and then I feel like, what's my kid doing on the couch with their video game or their phone or their, like, I feel like I'm supposed to be doing something with them and dude i feel like i just have been that way all the time like i mean i've always been that way since i was 13 and had the opportunity to get on a bike and go do something it was always just do something and i mean i remember my dad hounding us only boring people get bored you know when we tell our dad we're we're bored Uh but i definitely have not created and dude it shows like i have one son four girls my one son um Dude, seriously, if we finish something and we're done and I'm beat from the day, like, he'll, hey, what are we going to do now? What, what are we doing now? Like, it's, we're like, dude, it's been two seconds and you're bored. But I've straight up created that culture in my house. So I'm going to, what's crazy though, and then see, this is working to my next question for you because you're doing it right now. You don't even realize it. Uh, or maybe you do. Um, I've been telling myself, sometimes don't say anything when you go in the house, just whatever everybody's doing, just don't say anything and just don't have an opinion about anything. And I'll tell it's like, it's a conscious decision and I'm really sucky at it, but I'm working on that. 
so that it's not like when dad gets home, he's like trying to fire the, the crew up to, to whatever. So this leads into our next question. Cause you just got me talking about a bunch of stuff you are wanting to do. You're like working on coaching and specifically around parents. So I just want to acknowledge that our conversation, you're like bringing up stuff for me to think about. Um, but yeah, you can have, you know, respond to what I said or talk about the coaching, but dude, that's, that's really good stuff. The coaching. Yeah. The coaching is totally new. Like I've not, this is this whole moving, moving to Sydney is just been a total sea change for us. You know, like I said, I had my business in London for 12 years, um, sold that. And it was actually after a moment, it was a stress, it was a stressful, it was a stressful time. There was lots of other stuff going on in, in the business. Um, it was like, do I expand it? I was just about to actually expand the business and we got our visas through to come to Sydney. And, um, we got this visas through like two days before I was about to sign sign on the dotted line for a new larger premises to really expand into. And it was like stressful. Oh, what do we do? But the second that I remember lying in bed with um with Mia, my wife, and it's all we talked about for like two days. And the moment that we made the decision to sell it, I can I I can remember the physical sensation, mm. like just leaving my body. It's like people talk about a oh, weight from your shoulders. Oh my god weight from the shoulders but it was a complete yeah huge change and um after uh after the chaos of actually selling the business and going through that whole process um to come out the other side of being like fuck i don't like that's me like i'm i'm free i not i'm free but like i've got anything like it's a blank page i can do whatever i can do whatever i want and um yeah the coaching just came about realizing that i like i like people i like talking to people i like um I think I'd inadvertently been kind of coaching within my employees and stuff. I realized that's just something that I was doing um, without it being formalized. And uh, yeah, the more I look into it, I'm like, yeah, that's, I want to be able to talk to people and help people. And But it sounds then, like you're specifically going to do that around parenting. Yeah. That's just like, that's what I, that's what I love talking about is <laughs> being a dad and being a parent and like helping the number of conversations you have with parents who talking about time, they just, they want to create more time. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know how talking to my dad, you know, he was just in, he was in business all the time. He wasn't able, he didn't have the resources around him. He wasn't able to, to take a step back and, um, and make the changes that he, that he wanted, that he wanted to make. And, um, so if there's something, if there's coaching is, you know, a platform that hopefully will enable me to help people to make those changes and to have an objective um you know have a space to be objective about their lives and to and to think about what they're doing where they're going how to create how to create a bit more time how to create a bit of balance how to have Mm. those conversations not that i've got all the answers far from it but um just to have a space where that's the focus well um where can people, because you're already putting inspiring stuff. So where on it, you do that mainly on Instagram? Yeah, I've got I, my main uh, page on Instagram is just Jamie Hind, Jamie underscore Hind. But I'm literally on the cusp of bringing out um, the what I've been working towards for a while, which is called the Family Business Balance. So there's going to be familybusinessbalance.com website, Family Business Balance Instagram. Um, but that's pretty, that's pretty new. So um, I'm going to be spending a lot more time and energy on that, trying to trying to get that going. Um, Love it. Love yeah. it. Uh, well, anything else you want to say about that? And then I want to go back to a couple of things. And no, 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 that's, that's good. That's, that's me. Okay. That's where it's fine. 
All right. So I feel like I might have just kind of like you shared this incredible stuff around time. And then I shared how I've been feeling about it and that I'm not very good at being bored and being uncomfortable. And then I just went and asked you about the coaching. So I apologize. Is there anything you wanted to say about that to like wrap that piece up at all or no? No, not really. The only thing I was thinking is that's like, that's, you've got to do you as well though. Don't you? You've got to do you, you know, you you can always incremental steps through improvements. There's always that 1%. Absolutely. But it's also you like that's, that's the quality that you bring to your household, right? I'm, we can, we couldn't swap places. I couldn't bring the qualities that you bring. Like it just, it's just for me, you know? I, I dig that. And I agree. I agree. But I also think like, just to say, well, I'm, I'm just always full of energy and not realize like that. Maybe my family needs something else for me sometimes. Like, I don't want to lean on that crutch and just say, well, this is just how I am. Like to me, that's bullshit. When people are like, this is just how I am. It's like, well, it doesn't, we don't like how you are all the time, you know? So I think just being in tune sometimes to go. So I do appreciate that, that yes, but then you're right. Also, are you are you, is, are you being? This is the question for you, but also for all of us. Are, we, are you being yourself because that's the only that's the only way you can be, or are you getting feedback from your kids? Like, are you are you adapting the way that you interact with different kids based on what their particular needs are? You know, that's, you might have, oh, that's huge. Too. That's huge. That is huge because I realized real early on that. I could reprimand one, like just as an example, I could reprimand one kid one way and, or, and then had to do it totally different for another kid because I saw how it impacted them. Mm. You know, like my, I have twins, a boy and a girl. And I remember, man, dude, when they were, you know, nine months old, I'd wrestle with them on the couch and I'd push my son, right? I push him over and he would just start laughing, like wanted to wrestle, right? Do the same thing to my daughter. And then she cried. It was a total different experience for her to have this little nudge from dad for my son and her. And so it just showed me early on, each of them are different. They have different mm-hmm. temperaments. They have different things about them. So yeah, that's that's super key. Okay, so then the change, time- It's not changing who you are, is it? It's not changing who you are. It's just trying to, trying to draw out certain of your qualities to best support what your different kids needing and not over, not not only what your different kids are needing but what they're needing at that time yes you know even they need different things at different times and it's still yeah, like, no. I, I like i, I want to be able to sit in 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 um quiet boredom with the kids but that's that's not that's not all i also want right. to go out you know on adventures and go on hikes and go and explore and like stretch their boundaries a little bit and um but again it's it's that balance it's trying to get a balance and trying to be um it's learning every day, right? I don't, I, I, I don't get it right all the time. Far from it, but it's trying to be, trying to allow, allow them to be comfortable with it. It's more trying to allow them to be comfortable with it as well. Trying to allow them to go like, I don't, particularly now when it's so easy to just get onto something else, have another distraction, yeah, straight on yeah. to the next thing. But to go, do you know what? It's okay sometimes just to sit, just to be. And something else you just said that really made me think is sometimes I think that we lean too much into like if I say I'm an extrovert. So then I feel like I always have to do extrovert things or I'm a football player. So I always have to do football things. It's like, and then if I'm in this group, then I can never really participate in that group because that's not me. I don't know why we put these labels on ourselves so much. And I think it really just puts us in a box to not be able to be like, Hey, I could 
I could want to be by myself for a whole day. That doesn't mean I'm not still extrovert at a party or whatever. I think we put labels on ourselves far too much and then it doesn't allow us to operate different capacity. Um, Great. All right. And then last, lastly, back to the inspiration. I just, before I ask you my final question, any other thoughts around the inspiration about, about our kids? I mean, one thing I noticed about you is you really seem like a learner, right? Like a risk taker and a learner. And, and is that just you? Like you're just a learner or do you think that everybody should still be on a journey of learning and that's a way that their kids are inspired? Well, firstly, for me, the learning, like, I don't feel like I'm always a great learner. Um, mm. I have to, I have to try and remind myself in a way to, to, um, to learn as much as possible. And part of it again is reflecting back onto the kids of, um, in terms of inspire, like if I want to inspire them to learn, to be curious, then the best way to do that is to try my hardest to, to, to be that myself. So yeah. it doesn't always come, it doesn't always come naturally um, at all. But again, I think it's a conscious decision that that's something that I want to try to try to inspire them to do, to be interested in, to learn, to be curious, to read. Um, I've, I can't remember the quite, quite the second part of your question. No, it was just that. It was just that. It was just but the, that also inspiring. I think. I think inspiring. We're having this discussion um, with my wife a few weeks ago, and my daughter was just being a bit of a pain going to bed, like consistently. She isn't generally, and then she went through this, this phase of just being a nightmare going to bed. Yeah, and we had a conversation about like how do we how do we inspire her to go to bed? Like how do we make it something that it's we're not telling her to go to bed. I mean, okay, you'll say it's bedtime, but how do we create an environment where it's something that she actively wants to participate in mm. um, and talk to her and encourage her um, to do, to do that herself. So we like made, we always read to her, but we made a real point of exaggerating the reading of trying to involve her a bit more in the reading, you know, like she's, she, she's a great reader now, but at the time she was a little bit hesitant and slow and it's like, it's late the kids share a room so we don't want her to take too long reading because then Bo still got to get to bed and he's getting tired but no like let, allow her the time and space to 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 read the book that she wants and for her to read it because that's what she wants to do to take whatever she goes to bed with like a library of books I don't know how she sleeps it's like she's got 10 books around her pillow <laughs> every time but to let her to do to do all the things just they're just little things but to to try and allow her to make bedtime the best thing that it could be for her so maybe inspiring is a bit too strong a word for that, but it seemed to help. It seemed to work. I was like, there's no point just saying it's bedtime. It's bedtime. You've got to go to bed. Like you've got to yeah. do this. You've got to do that. You've got to brush teeth. You've got to do this. But how can we create an environment where we're encouraging her and inspiring her to, to lead herself to, um, to that? I like um, it. Yes, yeah. man, Jamie, I could, uh, just talk to you forever about fatherhood. I'm, I'm, I'm digging it, but I'm gonna ask you my last question. And that is of legacy. So, you know, imagine 30 years down the road, you have a 37-year-old and a 34-year-old. Kind of wild, right? Peering into the homes of your kids in whatever country they live in, whatever they're doing, seeing the way that they are living their lives, what is it that you see that you know your day-in, day-out actions, life as a father, um, created the people that you see? Hmm. 
I mean, ultimately, what you see is them being decent human beings, right? That is, that's the that's the outcome that you want. How does that? How do you see that? Like when you're looking in the window, what shows you that they're decent human beings? One thing that I'd want to see is that both our kids. I'm biased here. I know I'm biased, but both our kids have like these just beautiful smiles like mm. with their whole their whole face and their eyes like you can just see it in their eyes like when they smile they have these just bursting full of joy and energy when they smile when they're happy and when they're playing with each other and i want to I'd like to see that. I'd like to see their smile. I'd like to see their smile still present. I'd like to see that energy in their eyes that they've still got. I'd like to see the beginnings of little wrinkles around their eyes from where they're smiling. Um, that would show me that they've had, that they've found somebody that they love, that they've experienced happiness, they've experienced joy, that they've been vulnerable enough to experience joy and to do that. Mm-hmm. They've been self-assured and confident enough to open up to the vulnerability, to allow them to have the happiness, the joy, to allow them to be decent human beings. So I think I'd want to see, I'd want to see them and their own families. I'd want to see them spending time with their families. But I think I'd like to see that. I'd just like to see them that smile when they're older. I don't want to see mm. that smile chipped away at. Ah. Uh... Man, beautiful, beautiful. I love, you know, just the words, the smile, the whole face smile, the vulnerability to be able to experience joy and the self-confidence, which then really goes into that they that they haven't allowed their smile to be chipped away at. Mm. Dude, that is, that is good. That is good. Jamie, thank you so much, man, for for taking the time to talk fatherhood with me. I've so enjoyed it, and I I'm really looking forward to seeing all that you you do with your upcoming uh, you know adventure of uh, helping helping other dudes um, enjoy time and lots of time mm-hmm. with their kids and their families. So thank you, brother. I, I uh, I've really enjoyed getting to know you. Thank you so much, man. It's been a it's been a pleasure. It's been a privilege. Like I love these conversations, and um, yeah, listen to listen to your podcast for a while, and um, to have this conversation with you is a, an honor. Thank you so much. It's been great. What a great conversation! I so enjoyed meeting Jamie, talking to Jamie about fatherhood. I just love his realness, his rawness. I mean, we just straight jumped into real questions and just talked about life and it was really good and and again you know the nuggets around time and allowing for boredom and taking risks all just solid stuff that really stuck out to me stuff i'm thinking about Every Monday, I put out the Fatherhood Field Notes podcast where I interview incredible dads like Jamie. If you're interested in something shorter, I put one out every Friday, same spot, but called Craft of Fatherhood, where I'll just discuss different topics. I want to say thank you to all your dads out listening to Rebel and Creates Fatherhood Field Notes podcast. What you do matters. Don't be like everybody else. Be yourself. That is who your kids, spouse, and community needs. This is your guide, Ned. Shout together. Let's rebel against the view that fatherhood has little impact and create lives engaged in mastering the craft of fatherhood. And if you could do a big old favor for me, take a minute. And if you're listening on iTunes, please write a review because it helps spread the word that fatherhood matters. Talk to you next time. 